Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think we really got something here. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The Nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. On WGR Sports Radio 550. You know, you might think you're listening to Toronto Sports Radio over the course of today's show. The Blue Jays, the Maple Leafs, we will talk plenty of bills because things were happening today with them. At least one thing happened with them today. So that's coming your way. Jody Biasi, Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap on WGR. You just came from Salem Field. I sure did. Very cool atmosphere. It seems like a scene down there right now. Very cool atmosphere. I was it was really cool to be a part of uh just uh, I was talking with local business owners about what this means to get out of uh, the last year and a half of really struggling uh, specifically I was talking to restaurant owners and on the other side of it major league baseball talk to the owner or the general manager I'm sorry yep. of the uh, the union pub which is literally right across the street from Salem Field and it was just a packed uh, area and he was just so happy that everything is just kind of back to normal and major league baseball's in downtown buffalo and his be- business is going to yep. tremendously profit first major league baseball game in 105 years in buffalo it's about to get underway since last year since last year fans, sorry yeah. in front of fans it's the first in 105 <laughs> years for you to couch it with that um are you into them the Blue Jays? Yeah, because they're here or maybe just in general, like are you are you into them right now because I won't lie, like I went looking for the game. I was pretty sure it wasn't on. Like I was 90% sure at least here that it wasn't going to be on TV, but I threw on MLB Network, who I think is it MLB Tonight is the name of the show. Yeah, MLB Tonight. Like, oh, maybe they'll bounce around to different games and maybe I'll get to see it on TV. So, it's it's got my curiosity at least as it starts here. I am very much psyched about the idea of Major League Baseball being in Buffalo, but as a Red Sox fan, I'm still not. I'm still (laughs) not going to root for the Blue Jays or anything. I think the fans might play into it a lot. And, you know, maybe going to games will will be a part of it for me. Because last year, I'm like, oh, cool, the Blue Jays are in Buffalo. Like, I got into it a little bit. I got a hat. I bought a Blue Jays hat. Like, that's how far in I got. Not much. You know, but it's just testing the waters. I wear it. It's but tough this for you because you're not even, like, really a baseball guy. Right, I'm not. 
if I ever was going to pick a team, it would have been the Blue Jays, which is why this it helps that it is it is them. Yeah. Um. But I think if I get a chance to go to a game fairly soon here, that that it might it might multiply it for me. Are from you going? last year? You're going right at some point. I don't have tickets yet. We were trying to go for the the game on the fifteenth, but for me personally, tickets were just getting a little too out of hand. As I'm someone going that's tomorrow, trying to do other so. things this year. I'm pumped to go tomorrow. You're going tomorrow? Yeah. As a fan? Yep. As a fan, not to Hell work yeah. it. That's fun. Uh, and it's the Marlins again, I And assume. it's the Marlins. It's the first time I've, in my life I've ever been stoked for a Blue Jays-Marlins game. The other thing that looks very <laughs> the other thing that looks very weird right now is just seeing the videos of the vaccinated section versus the unvaccinated section. Like, on the left side of Salem Field, if you're looking down towards home plate, it is a packed house on the left. And then on the right, it looks like, it looks like you know, some Bison's game late in the season where they're not playing for anything. So that has been unique and stark to look at uh, because this is a sporting event that has that. Whereas, you know, Bill's games maybe we'll see fully vaccinated. I know these NHL arenas are doing fully vaccinated. I don't know why the Blue Jays decided to split it up that way. It feels like there's a lot of money being lost in all those empty seats. But I know they also have a capacity limit, so maybe that just played into it. I don't know, but it, that was weird to look at, too, when you're seeing these videos. So. It could not be a more perfect night for baseball. That 70 too. degrees and partly cloudy in Buffalo right now. Now, for me personally, it wouldn't have been because I don't know if you can see from there. I got some red arms right now. Oh, yeah? I got burnt yesterday on Memorial Day. I was outside all day. I don't know why. It was chilly enough for me that I just decided, oh, I don't need sunscreen today. Right. That was the dumbest. I, I didn't even think about it, really. It was going to say dumbest decision ever. It wasn't a decision. So... Otherwise, yes, because the sun is out, there's not a cloud in the sky, 70 degrees, so this is a great weather day, I think, for the for the first Blue Jays game in town. Um, we'll keep you posted on what's going on down at Salem Field, of course, here on the Nightcap on WGR. While we're on Toronto sports, we'll get to the Bills, of course. Not just with the cap space thing, by the way, but there was an interesting Star Latule video that I want to bring up at some point, too. Um, the Maple Leafs. They lose in the first round again. First round, whatever. You don't want to call Columbus last year first round, qualifying round. They lost their fifth straight opening round series. Washington, Boston twice, Columbus, and Montreal. They now have the longest Stanley Cup drought in NHL history at 54 years. It is such, it's so funny. I don't know how else to describe it. It's funny to me. And yes, that's coming from a Sabre fan, where everything is terrible right now. But the one thing of joy that maybe gives me as being a Sabre fan right now is every year I know I'm going to get the Leafs falling way short of expectations, their fans getting super mad and wanting to blow up the team. This team could have won the Stanley Cup. They they could have. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that they're as good as Colorado, but, no, but as we know, shot. hockey is hockey. Playoff hockey, you never know what's going to happen. This team had the offensive talent, I think, to win the Stanley Cup, and they were up three-one on a vastly inferior opponent, and still could not get the job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, did you watch all of yesterday's game? I How much watched, of the series you watch? I watched a decent amount of the series. I didn't get to watch much of yesterday's game, though. It, it is so... It, I would be struggling with what to do if I were covering the Leafs on a daily basis because I would want to preach patience. Like, Absolutely. We're, we're good. Yep. We're talented. We lost despite 
We were dominating that series. Oh, yeah. Game six overtime. I don't know if you got a chance to watch game six overtime. Mm-hmm. It was all Toronto for 12 minutes. Shots were like 15 to 1. Montreal had hardly had it in Toronto's end. In fact, they really didn't, more than like a 20-second stretch. It was all Leafs. The game almost ended four or five times. Carey Price kept the minute. The first scoring chance Montreal had of the whole overtime period goes in the back of the net. That's just kind of how the series went for Toronto. And I'm sorry, it did not even look like that dangerous of a... like. No! I expect an NHL goalie to save that shot. I know Bogosian screamed or he, screamed he him a little it. bit. Yeah, I think he, he maybe, maybe Did he tip it? Maybe not a lot. But, but it, it was not like some crazy high, super high danger scoring chance. Yep. It was a, a shot from the, the mid to high slot. Yeah. So that's just kind of how the series felt. It was always Toronto was the better team. Everyone knew Toronto was the better team in the series. Absolutely. But hot goalie, Carey Price, like th- that's the thing. How many times in a row can that happen to you, though, before you say, all right, I do have to do something drastic. I do have to do something major. Maybe the answer is never. And I think if I'm the owner, it depends who you are in this situation. If I am the owner, I want to sit there and me personally say, we're fine. We're fine. Tavares missed the series. Mm -hmm. We ran into Carey Price. We got some bad luck. We'll try to remake the goalie position a little bit, but we're not going to go spend $10 million on a guy. We're going to maybe we'll try to trade for one of the Columbus guys. We got, I saw a ranking this weekend that the Leafs had the fourth best prospect pool in the entire NHL, despite the fact they have all of these stud NHL players. Let's go, let's go spend some prospect capital. Let's go get Corpusalo from Columbus, or let's go get Merz Lickens from Columbus. Let's try a smart, savvy move to add to the net, and then that's it. We're just going to go forward the way we've been going, and we're going to try it again. If I were the owner, I think that's how I'd be thinking. But if I'm Kyle Dubas, I think, well, maybe he doesn't even get the chance here because I wonder who falls on the sword for this. I think it's a good possibility that somebody will. Somebody of importance will, not just let's let Freddie Anderson walk to free agency, which he is, by the way. If I'm Kyle Dubas, I'm walking into that meeting for a fifth straight year with Brennan Shanahan and Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, and I'm having to explain to them probably the same thing that I've been trying to that I've explained to them the last three years. And every time I go into that meeting, I convince them that next year is going to be different. And at some point, if I'm Kyle Dubas, next year is going to be different. Doing the same thing, I don't think cuts it. They might be looking for a different answer. So maybe you have to go into that if you're Kyle Dubas, and you might have to prepare for, all right, I've got to trade Mitch Marner this offseason, or I've got to trade Morgan Riley, or I've got to trade John Tavares. Like, I've got to do something big. Willie Nylander. I think Matthews is for sure untouchable. I think everyone else, a lot of those guys should be untouchable, but I'm not sure that they are. And that's what makes Toronto so interesting right now because it's a unique and rare spot where the GM, who's very smart and savvy and analytical and Kyle Dubas, and has, by the way, gone against the grain. He came up and he was making database decisions. He sucked it up, and the Leafs and the fans and the media, they all wanted these veteran, experienced types. They wanted a more physical bottom six. So what did he do? He went out and he signed Joe Thornton and he signed J- and he signed uh, Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons, yeah. He traded a first round pick for Nick Foligno. He did it the other way. Jason Spezza. Spezza, right? And they still lost. So if I'm Dubis, I don't know what I do because I 
it's not just what I think is right. I have to be able to sell it to management. You know, and I don't know what you sell to Leafs management right now. Is it a Marner trade? Because that sounds crazy to me, but I would, that might be where they end up. If I'm him, I say we the the, the Leafs don't need anything. I, what if you man you got you, you need might get fired tending. though? You need you need goaltending. Mm-hmm. You can make some subtle moves, but like let's be honest here. Like you, this is hockey. You stay the course. You've run into bad luck. This team is good. There's no denying the talent and the skill and the production this team has. Can you get over a first over the first round of the playoffs? I think they got unlucky. If but, you were, but they've been unlucky if you, five times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. If you were a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, what would you want management to do this summer? Would you want them to trade Marner? Because I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't personally. Would you want them to trade a guy like Nylander? I mean, I guess it depends on the return, but I thought Nylander was the best player on their team this series. I mean, you're getting Tavares back next year. That really, how different does that series look if Tavares plays seven games? Does it get to seven games? I think they probably win the series. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to say that because I don't like hypotheticals, but it's not like they lost Wayne Simmons. They lost John Tavares. Like, that's a major, major piece of their team. I would continue to preach patience. So what what happens, what do you think happens, though? That's that what, is a completely that, different question. If we were Leafs fans, I think we were both in agreement. We would want to stay the course. Yeah. What I've seen, at least it's from a gauge of Leafs Twitter, which I know does not make up the whole fan right. base. But what I've seen from that is more... They want Marner lot, out. It's a, right, Marner's the guy. <laughs> Because he's gone 18 straight playoff games without a goal. Yeah. He had one point this entire series. He had that turnover that uh, sprung Gallagher's goal in the second period last mm-hmm. night in Game 7. He had a penalty in Game 6 that ended up leading to a power play goal by Montreal that tied the game. Like He had a bad series. And I think he's the, he's the guy that is seemingly he's, – he's going down the, the scapegoat path. But I don't know that they make a move on him. Like I don't want to dis I don't want to discredit that's possibility because I think it could happen. But it just seems crazy to me because he's so good. He's such a good player. He's arguably an elite offensive player in the league. He's a, he's a top line guy for sure. Like if I were, man, do I want to bring up an Eichel conversation here? Is that going too far? Like, if I'm trading Jack Eichel, I feel like I have to do that. And I'm looking around the league at available players. I don't think there will be a better player that could be available than Mitch Marner. Yeah. If he were made available, he would go number two after Jack Eichel for me. As th- These guys are the best players that you can trade for in the National Hockey League. He would shoot right up to number two on that list, above Sam Reinhardt. And... Oh, Here's the thing. They are it's tough. One of the issues with Toronto, though, is they are paying a ton of money to three forwards. Yeah. And they have Zach Hyman, who's an unrestricted free agent, coming up this year, too. And he's a good player. What do you do with that? Man, you can't. You can't afford him. him, right? You can't afford him unless you're moving out. like A guy again, like Marner. Or Nylander, right. Or Tavares. Like, you need. Do you? Yeah. They're just such a top heavy offensive team. Hyman. And for the offense to not really show for much of the series is just, and by sh- and and by not show, I mean not tangibly produce. I think their offense was still buzzing, 
And Marner was still making eye-opening plays. Just the finish wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So what do you chalk that up to? To I am not one to say, oh, they're not finishing. That means they're chokers. I mean, it's a very uh, a seven-game series in hockey against a hot goaltender is a very small sample size. And once again, like, I'm preaching patience. Hyman, by the way, who is an unrestricted free agent, he, he's going to get money. He's 28 years old, and he's got 70 points in his last 94 games. Each of the last two years were shortened. He has 70 points in 94 games. Like He's come a long way as an offensive player. He showed up as like a good depth guy, and he's a legitimate top six winger in the league today. But, right, like that kind of leads, that kind of begs the question, Like, did they make a mistake signing Tavares in the first place? Because now such a huge percentage of your cap is at the forward position and it's front-loaded. It's all at the top. Like, you've got to be giving out minimum contracts everywhere else in your lineup. Goalie, bottom six, bottom four defense. Like, do you have enough space to be able to do things? They have had to give up a first-round pick to create cap space getting Matt and Patrick Marlowe off their team two years ago. Like, they have been walking the tightrope since they signed him. And they have not won a playoff series since they signed him. The Islanders, by the way, I know this doesn't have to be about Tavares, but... They've won have they won three playoff series, four playoff series since he left? More than I'd like them to. Right. Yeah. Jesus. They're so boring to watch. <laughs> but like, man, maybe they looking back, they just made a big mistake. And that question was out there. Do you want to spend thirty, forty million forty million dollars on four players? Hindsight's twenty twenty. I liked that they went for it. Because I would want the Sabres to do the same thing. I think we wanted them to do it then. Right? I have. I will never. There's a difference between going for it and being stupid. I think they were on the line, but mm-hmm. I think that Tavares at that time was. Would you consider him the best unrestricted free agent oh, to ever hit the market? I think so, because Stamkos never hit the market. Right, because he he was signed so, before the free yeah, agency period. I think he pro- in my lifetime he's the best one that's ever hit it. Right. So, and I'm not going back to the days where there wasn't like a salary cap, and, and there like also that. wasn't much free agency back then. Right. So maybe he is the answer. It's the best free agent ever. Um, like I would never fault a team for being over aggressive, and it's not like they were not contenders when they signed him. They were contenders when they signed him, and mm-hmm. they thought that he was the answer to get them a cup. Would you trade Eichel for Marner straight up? I wouldn't be thrilled about it. Because I think that Eichel's more valuable. But I agree with you in the sense that Marner might be the best player that you can possibly get back in. like The best player right now you can get back for Eichel. Whatever byfield or throw-in prospect X that you want to throw out there, that's different. Because Quentin Byfield is not Mitch Marner right now in terms of ability. So you'd, probably, you'd probably take him being Mitch Marner. Right. But you would hope, and the that's other why it's crazy to me over. that they would want to get rid of Marner. I know. I I think, man, does that trade kind of make sense for both sides though? Like it does to some extent. The Leafs, if they want a shakeup, if they want a shakeup, if that's what management wants, above Dubis even, if that's what management wants, trading Marner for Eichel is a shakeup. Someone's got to move to wing, but fine, whatever, you know. Your Jack Eichel at wing is going to do just as good as Mitch Marner, if not better. So, like, that to me is not a point of, of not doing it. Tavares, somebody moves. You're fine. It's a shakeup. 
for them, which is maybe what they're trying to accomplish. And then for the Sabres end of things, I agree with you. He's not as valuable. He is not as good a player. He has not been a center since right. he entered the National That's Hockey League. That's the big League. thing to me. Now, he was drafted as a center, and I would they did it. The first thing I'd be doing is doing the thing I did with Sam Reinhart the last five years. I know he hasn't played center in the league, but he was a natural center coming into the NHL. Let's see if he can do it because he's this good of a player. He is a legitimate top-line player in the sport. So all that being said, I do agree with you that he's not as good a player as Eichel, and he's not as valuable as Eichel. But how much credence do I want to give to the point of you will not get a player better than him Mm -hmm. back? You will not get a player better than Mitch Marner back for Jack Eichel. And you certainly will not get a player that is of the age of Marner at that level. 24 years old, you're not touching that. So that makes me want to say yes. And then the fan in me shows up and says, I don't want to watch Jack Eichel in Toronto Maple Leafs jersey (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. I don't care what I get back. So I've kind of got two sides pulling at me there. But I think the logical side of my brain would end up with yes. I'm not going to do better than that, so let's do it. Plus, there's the picture of him wearing a Bills Bills jacket. That's why I said I wouldn't be happy about it. Like, overall. Because I want more but i also have to be realistic and understand that you are probably not getting fair value for jack eichel because jack eichel is going to be the best player in the trade and the team that acquires the best player in the trade most often wins that trade as opposed to the fair sum of all parts that's fair now my counterpoint would be though while yes you're you are you are almost guaranteeing that you're not getting the best player in the trade you are also guaranteeing that the O'Reilly trade is not going to happen again. Sure. You're, that's not happening. If I get Quentin Byfield, Alex Turcotte, and two first-round picks, right. there's not a great chance. In fact, there's a very slim chance probably given the level of prospect those guys are. But there is some chance that just none of those four pieces works out for you. In this scenario, there's zero chance it's not working. It, there's zero chance that you're coming away with nothing. Right. Like, you are getting a guy who has scored 94 points in the league and who has been an above-a-point-a-game player every year since he turned 21. 94 points in 82 games, 67 points in 59 games, and 67 points in 55 games. And if I'm the Sabres, I don't care that he doesn't play well in the playoffs because, I, oh my, like, same with the Boudreaux concept. Just get me there, and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. Like, give me Boudreaux and Mitch Marner. I don't care if they don't play well in the playoffs. I'll cross that bridge in two years when they do it. Exactly. So... I think I'm a yes. It's it's is it Fairyland? Is it is it crazy to think that that could happen? It's a hockey trade, and they're I mean, rare. It and it's Buffalo and Toronto, right? It's definitely. But I think it kind of fits. What's more likely? Eichel gets traded for Marner straight up, or Eichel gets traded for a collection of picks and prospects. Oh, the latter, exactly. For like sure. so, I would never say that it's likely to happen. But would you say it's impossible? I would not say it's impossible. That is That's what I want to hear. The you're saying there's hockey a chance. trade of of all trades. You're saying there's a chance. That's all I needed. Eichel, by the way, the odds. So Bet Online had odds on Jack Eichel to be traded. Uh, they have since been taken down. I don't know why they've been taken down, but they have been taken down. But they know something. I have the list from a month ago, and Toronto did make the list. They listed about a dozen teams, and they were right at the bottom at plus 3,300. I think it's more likely today 
than it was when those odds came out. Plus 3,300, if you're wondering, by the way, if you want some context to that. Uh, Montreal is plus 1,600 to win the Stanley Cup. So the odds would tell you that Toronto's twice as twi- – Montreal's twice as likely to win the Stanley Cup as, <laughs> as, as this as Eichel To deal. acquire Eichel. To Toronto is to go down. <laughs> 8030550 is the phone number. If you want to answer that question, feel free. Marner for Eichel. Does it interest you? Would you do it? Sending Eichel to the Toronto Maple Leafs, by the way, is a part of that. The Blue Jays playing right now at Salem Field. We will also get to football. The Bills created cap space today. What are they going to do with it? And a very curious video of Star Latulale on social media today that I think you could argue either he's ready to go for the season, and I think maybe there's a case to be made he's, he's not coming back. So we'll, we'll give you both sides of that when we come back as well here on the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WGR. It's very, very well for a man his size, six foot six, 215 pounds. He's not overly quick. The legs don't move a mile a minute as some of these smaller guys do, but every stride is very forceful, very powerful. He has nice body mechanics for it. I think he's going to be a good player. Cam Robinson of Elite Prospects on Owen Power. The NHL Draft Lottery is tomorrow night. Oh, look, the Blue Jays are on MLB Network. My first look of Salem Field on TV with fans at it at a Major League Baseball game. So the unvaccinated section is like right behind home plate. So you can only see like three guys in the picture. Oh, but the the Jays dugout. Look at them. They're they're raucous behind that dugout. <laughs> I love it. I need to get to a game. Did you see the video of all the improvements that were made and the did you no, see that? I I saw the vi- I saw the video. Was going to go back to it, and I never did. Yeah, no, it's it's really amazing, and you could tell there's genuine excitement from the the players at yep. the work that was done. I mean, it looks incredible. Joe DiBiase, Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap Maple Leafs talk in the first segment. A little bit on the Blue Jays, of course, as well. Speaking of, I just uh, I just tweeted out a, a poll at you. Okay. The question I asked you during the break. Would, would you, rather you rather make the playoffs and blow a 3-1 series lead to your most hated rival, or would you rather miss the playoffs entirely? Which is what the Leafs did. Right? Montreal would be their hatest. Maybe 
Montreal, I would say Boston. Montreal, Montreal, and Boston. Boston. To I, I'm just. I will say Montreal just because of the Canadian factor of it. Yeah, tie goes to to the Canadian part of it, and right. there's more history on that side. I think. Um, yeah, go vote to that. Add Brendan Keeney, K E A N Y, if you don't know how to to spell Brendan's last name. Um, draft lottery, by the way, tomorrow night. Do you care at all? Will you be here, by the way? Do you plan on being here tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow night. I think the lottery... Oh, no, I won't be. I'm going to the game. Right, you're going to the game. We I just about that assumed earlier. that I had absolutely nothing to do, right. but I do actually have something to do. The lottery itself is going to take place... I think I saw 8 o'clock. I just want to double-check that real quick. I wonder if they'll show that on the scoreboard at Salem Field tomorrow. If they win it? <laughs> no. No, man. They'll go through the whole thing. I bet you this is if even we'll get your calls in a second, by the way. 803-0550 is the phone number. If they were to show even the Sabres winning the lottery on the Jumbotron, I bet you it would get a Bronx cheer. Like a sarcastic cheer. Yeah. It's it's a part like what the lottery is. And that, like, I don't think people really care whether they win or not. In fact, the right. vibe I get from some people is they'd rather not win it because they don't want the Sabres to be tempted to draft Owen Power for right. overall. Um, Where you, we talked about this, what, last week, two weeks ago. You still the same thing? You don't care if they finish first or not? Not really. The only thing that makes me somewhat interested in them drafting first is to know what Kevin Adams' philosophy is. Because it will be up to him who he takes. You can always you always have the excuse of we didn't know what his idea was, who was at the top of his board if he's picking three, but you will know what he values and what he thinks this organization needs if the Sabres take one. It'll give, in my opinion, it'll give more insight into his mind if they ta- if they select at one as opposed to three. Yeah, I, th- I think I can get on board with that. Power. Yeah, because I don't think there's an argument to be made. Power is just so much better as a prospect that you wouldn't go with. You know, positional value. Right. Because that matters, too. Uh, 803-0550 is the phone number. Talking some Leafs, talking some hockey here. We'll get to the Bills in a second. But first, let's go to Chris. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Chris? Gentlemen, how you doing? Good. Pretty good. Good. Hey, you know, real quick, I just wanted to, to just chime in real quick. And I, I disagree to a certain extent with the, the Marner thing. Just because not having, or not Marner, I'm sorry, Tavares. Not having Tavares obviously didn't help them, but... They lost that series because Matthews, Marner, and Hyman, who's their top line, had two goals the entire series. I mean, that top line's got to show up. That's a lot of it. Um, you look back at the last couple of seasons, Montreal's been a pretty hard out for everybody. They're they're a tough team. Last time I checked, Carey Price is still their goalie. So, you know, they had far the advantage going into that series with Carey Price starting at net. So, um, and then just real quick on the Sabres, if you guys don't mind, um, I'm kind of torn here with, with the whole coaching thing. I, even with Eichel next year, with or without Eichel, we're going to have one of the youngest rosters in the league again. So with that, I guess, in, into effect, I mean, what's your feeling as far as coaching? I mean, I didn't mind the way Granado coached, and maybe it's because, of, like everybody says, they had nothing to play for and nothing to lose. If, if you're going to have a young roster, I think I want almost like a developmental-type coach. I mean, everybody wants the John Tortorella and the – kick and scream guy and kick over garbage cans and swear at the media in the post game. But, I mean, I don't know if he's probably the best fit for a younger roster. And I'll just hang up the list again. Thanks for the call, Chris. Good call. I, uh, I'm i okay with the developmental coach, too. I think that's where my preference would be. It maybe depends, though, who's back. If Eichel and Reinhardt are both back, I want Boudreaux. 
I, I think I want Boudreaux. Granado, you know what? No, no, let me let me let me take that back. Step, take a step back. If it's not Granado, I would want Boudreaux. I think Granado has the developmental aspect from his background in junior hockey with the U.S. development program, and I loved the job he did here last year. He, his ability, knowing how to deploy certain players, get the most work with the guys with the highest ceilings, the young players. Like he did a great job. So I'd want to I'd want it to be Granado. If it's not him though. It does. It's roster dependent for me. If it's Eichel and Reinhardt, and we're taking one last swing at this thing, Boudreaux's the man, I think. And if it's Eichel's gone, and Reinhardt's gone, and Ristolainen is gone, then go hire Nate Lehman. Go hire whoever you think is going to do the best job developing Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestat, Jack Quinn. Like th- those are the players that will then matter. And I don't want John Tortorella. Head no. coaching that team. No. Nope. I don't want Rick Tockett head coaching that team. I like Boudreaux, but I don't think Boudreaux really fits with that team either. So to mm-hmm. me, it's dependent on what they look like. I agree. I think Boudreaux is a we need to win now s- signal. I think hiring Granado is the fine choice. I would be completely okay with that. Like to me, as far as job interviews go, he could not have done much better with what he had to work with and where the team was before he took over you can't do much better so if it if uh, if results truly matter in this business and like I, I don't know what else he could have done to say hey I am a serious contender for this position do you know what I'm saying like what well, else could have he have done other than winning more games but like we're gonna be realistic man, here right you can't you had you had who even was that? Michael Hauser as your goaltender? That's what I'm saying. Like we're going to be realistic, and I'm going to say he could not have done yeah. much better. There's no coach that would have won more with that team, I right? Don't think. And to me, I agree with you. If your Reinhardts and your Eichels are here, then I'm okay if you go and hire Boudreau. Mm-hmm. But if Eichel and Reinhardt aren't in your plans for this year and beyond, why are why are the Sabers hiring a win now kind of guy? To me, it wouldn't make sense. I agree. Um, All right, let's get to football before we run out of time because it's already 7.40, and we've yet to get to what really the biggest news in sports is around here of today, at least right there with the Blue Jays starting, but we we knew that was coming. A bit of a surprise this morning from the Bills that they decided now on June 1st to restructure the contract for Stephon Diggs. Now they save... Over $7 million in cap space by doing this. No, sorry. Is it 11.7? Let me get the right number here. I just had it. 11.7 is what they converted mm-hmm. from salary into signing bonus, and it frees up $7.8 million in cap space. I had had voiced worry about this idea that don't go to Stefan Diggs about Anything contract-related unless to pay raise. But clearly, the Bills felt comfortable enough and Diggs felt comfortable enough. Maybe it was never a problem whatsoever, and I was making something out of nothing. Probably is the way this this, this looked. I mean, they didn't ask him to take less money. Sure, so right. I, like, what's Fair. the You know what I'm saying? It's not like they went to uh, Mario Addison right. and told him we need to restructure here. That's right. So, non-problem. They did it. They create the space. But now, why did they create the space? What is it for? And I think the immediate, my immediate reaction was, ooh, Julio Jones. Now, that wasn't the most <laughs> likely outcome, but that's just where my mind went because that's the sexiest idea, I think, what you would do with this cap space. It's, by the way, the exact number that you would have saved cutting Cole Beasley, which I was 
kind of saying is not a bad option last week. And a big part of that was it was $7.9 million in cap space. We just did well, that. Well, you, you said that it was targeted if you were bringing Julio if, in. Right, if okay. you're bringing Julio in. I would never cut Beasley just to cut Beasley. Um, but now what did the Bills do with this space? I think Jones is unlikely. Zach Ertz is really the biggest, I think, debate now about that. And I, there's, there's a good argument to be made. You just don't go near Zach Ertz. I mean, at least at this current salary. $8 million. I don't care what you... You're not giving anything valuable to the Eagles. I mean, they might be holding out for something, but I can't imagine it's more than a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. But I'd still, I even think that's too much for the, the player that I think he is now. I yeah. The only way I'd really feel comfortable with the Bills getting Ertz is if he gets cut and then you sign him as a free agent. Mm-hmm. And Steven Ruiz, did you read this piece? Forthewin.com. For the win at uh, usatoday.com. He wrote about the Bills trading for Zach Ertz and that the title itself says it's not a no-brainer. And he goes on to make a lot of good points. He brings up some data that kind of goes on the side of things that I was preaching a couple weeks ago, that I don't need to do this because Ertz kind of runs and gets open. He makes his money in the same areas of the field that Cole, Be- Cole Beasley wins at. And that's he's got the data to back it up. Zach Ertz production by alignment in the last three seasons. He's got, at tight end, 54 targets on the left, 62 on the right. Doing some quick math there, so what are we talking, 116, 106? 39 receptions on the left, 45 on the right. And in the slot, playing slot wide receiver, 171 targets, 114 receptions, 1,158 yards. Almost 50%, 47.4% of his receptions in the last three seasons have come lined up at slot wide receiver. He's never seeing the field for the Bills playing that position, I don't think. That's Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. If you're lining up four wide, you're like, you'll see this a lot in some some teams. Like The tight end will line up as one of the four wide receivers. Mm-hmm. If Gabriel Davis is also on the field, I mean, Davis is out wide, and you've got Sanders and Beasley in the slot. I just don't see the use for Zach Ertz to ever give up any asset, even if it's a late-round pick, because of what that cap hit is. If he wants to come here and play for a winner and split snaps with Dawson Knox lining up at tight end, then I would be all in bringing him in here on a couple of million-dollar deal. But I am all the way out on trading for him at his current salary. I'm with you 100%. What, what about defense? For the, the cap space? For the cap space. Steven Nelson, Richard Sherman. Maybe even a defensive tackle? Yeah. Let me Before we bring up Latule, because you led me right down there, Danielle Hunter also is a very intriguing idea that came up by somebody brought him up today from the Minnesota Vikings. There's been some wonder this offseason of whether he would be traded. Um He's not really a star player, at least in terms of recognition. He's an underrated player. Yeah, the production is there. I mean, he's got 29 sacks in the last two seasons. Do all of the Bills have 29 sacks in the last two seasons? They probably do, but no one has near that number. Um, And he's only 25 years old, 26 years old. Um, So, Daniel Hunter from the Vikings. Like, that would be... You've got so many defensive ends, though. So, that's why it's hard for me to believe they would do that. Mm -hmm. But that would be, like, the best player other than Julio Jones that they could get. 
The corner idea is good. I like Nelson and Sherman. And yeah, defensive tackle, because you saw the Latule video, right? Mm-hmm. Am I making something out of nothing here? I, I did it with the I did it with the uh the B, the uh the Diggs uh co- contract restructure thing. So maybe I'm doing it again. But I don't know, the first thought I had seeing Starla Tulane, if you haven't seen the video, go check it out on Twitter. He is he looks real thin. He looks fit. And he's like doing like I thought it was Ezekiel Elliott. Like he's moving in this drill. And the first thought I had was, that's a guy that is not ready to play one technique defensive tackle in the NFL. I first thought of Eric Wood and Rob Gronkowski. I did. Guys that once they left the NFL, they just lost a bunch of weight, got in really good shape. And that's what Latouvele looks like to me. That's not to be right. But. He was not, He is not, even when he was playing though, he's not your typical, or what we would think of as a typical one tech build. He's not win, he does not look like Vince Wilfork. We'll put it that way. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, so he didn't play at that at that size and I saw numerous people on Twitter kind of say that he has plenty of time to bulk up for the season he's got three months until really the opener I mean I'll tell you what I could gain 20 pounds (laughs) in three months if you want if you ask me to that was only that was the only thing I thought though it's because of really the role he plays he's a guy that's just supposed to eat up blockers and I don't know. I'm completely he guessing. Why want to play? Why is he working out like that? Well, he's he's working out. He's an athlete. He's an athlete guy. Those guys work out even when they're done playing. But like that, like an agility drill. Yeah. Well, what what's he doing agility drills for if he's a defensive tackle? You got to be a well. I mean, I'm sure athlete. they. Do, I'm sure they do that anyway. But <laughs> I'm not saying the defensive tackles don't do agility. What do you think drills, defensive tackles do? They just eat and they don't do no, anything. No, I I know, but like, <laughs> it's just I don't know. He he. I don't want to eliminate the possibility that he's that he's not playing this season because he posted a workout video of him running at 250 pounds. Oh, he's more than 250, Joe. You think he's more than 250 in that picture? He's listed at 311. Joe, I'm two. He's not 311. Look at me. <laughs> I am 210 pounds. You think Star Latule is only 40 pounds heavier than me? Okay, you make up a good point. <laughs> he's not 311 though. He's not at what he lists at here. He does not look. He looks like Ezekiel Elliott. I really believe that he looks like. I for an hour after that video was posted, I thought it was Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe he came in to uh, rush for a thousand yards this year. <laughs> He's gonna play fullback. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. What should the Bills do with their newly created seven point eight million in cap space? Uh, we'll do a little bit more on that when we come back. Wrap things up here on the nightcap. Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. Last call on the nightcap, Joe DiBiase, Brendan Keeney. Ton of great pictures coming from Salem Field right now. Jeremy White has got a bunch of them. It's beautiful out there. Everyone seems to be having a great time. So hopefully you're able to get down to the ballpark at some point to be able to watch the Blue Jays at Salem Field. Did some Bills talk, did some hockey talk. Gonna save this for Friday. Maybe I'll I'll sit, I'll expand on it a little bit more when uh, maybe when you're not here another day this week. Cause I'm a big boxing fan. Mm. Getting ready for the next Jake Paul fight. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Sorry. Floyd Mayweather is on Sunday. I don't know how to feel about it. Cause I am. I I'm one of the very 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 few boxing fans left in the entire world. <laughs> And, like, I, 
part of me likes a fight happening on Sunday that, you know, registers. That people know is even happening. That they've heard of the people in it. The other part of me says, it's a joke. It's a farce. It's a, another robbery by Floyd Mayweather coming to take your money. So I don't know. What do you think of the Are you interested in any way in it? I just found out that it's, that it's this happening. Weekend. Okay, so yeah. that's, a, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want it to be that way, too. Because I don't want this to work. I don't want this to be boxing. It It's become... I will watch Famous the next Wilder that, Fury fight, hundred yeah, percent. Like, and that's that's a good fight. That's two of the best in the world. This is kind of what is happening more and more in the sport. People that you've heard of getting in the ring together. Nate Robinson fighting, former NBA player. Mike Tyson getting back in the ring. Why? Because you've heard of Mike Tyson. When was Ugh. the last Wilder Fury fight? Was that early last year? Early 2020? Might have been December of 2019. It's right in that area, though. It was be, right. It was yeah, pretty of, close to the start of the pandemic, though, yeah, right? very close. I remember going out for that. That was I, one of the first times I've ever gone. I, it was the first time I've ever gone out for, for a second, combat sport. The second one. The second fight. Yeah, that was the, their second fight. The one fight, that yeah. was kind of a... It, Fury dominated. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. There's a... There's a do I want to say a big boxing match? There's a big boxing event. Happening on Sunday. You know the other part of me that is kind of happy it's, it's more happening, of a social though? event. Yeah. <laughs> the other part of me that is kind of happy it's happening is I've always detested Floyd Mayweather. Like, he is he's disgusting as a person, and he's the New Jersey Devils of boxing. Like, he ruined the sport. He sucked it into he's this the neutral zone style. Trap of, he's of the boxing. neutral zone trap. And I want his record tarnished. And he won't get back in the ring with anyone that's not a boxer. So even though the odds are astronomical, I mean, he's like minus 2,000 to win this fight. Even the slightest chance that he were to lose to a YouTuber would just make my year. What's the the size difference? It's pretty pretty big. Logan Paul's like 6'2". Okay. Mayweather's like 5'8". Right. Mayweather... Yeah, uh, 6'2 to 5'8". It's actually really big. Um, you're yeah. because you are into boxing and you have been. Yeah. What is the prevailing thought about Mayweather as far as where he stacks up pound for pound of all time? He probably are deserves pe- to be like whenever you bring up like a Mount Rushmore of boxing, like he deserves to be in the conversation. I'd be trying to get him off it, but he has a case. So like Ali Tyson, Ali, Tyson, Marciano, uh, Marciano, Sugar Ray Joe Leonard. Lewis. Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, so he's like in those that, are the names. So you think he's in that conversation? He's in the conversation. I I don't think he'd be in my top four, but I think just because he's fifty one and 0, 50 and 0, 51 and 0, um, that you you could put him on there and it's respectable. He's not respectable, but putting <laughs> him on it would be respectable. I would say. Um, no, he wouldn't be on mine though. Mine would what would mine be? Ali would be on there for sure. I think. Marciano would be on there. George Foreman has a case, but he can't because he lost. He lost the biggest match of his career. You can't do that and be on here. Um, I'd have to think more about it. Joe Lewis, I'll put on there, and I'll put um, Tyson. No, not Tyson. You wouldn't put Tyson on Tyson. It just he fell off. Well, you know what? Because what am I always arguing for in sports? Peak. Peak. 
and his peak was higher than maybe anyone's ever. But man, the last 15 years were just such a disaster for him. Um, yeah, no, no, I like it. I gotta stay consistent here, right? He was boxing at a level that no one maybe has ever had ever. So yeah, he gets on there. It's my fourth. That's fine. All right. Um, maybe I'll get into this a little bit more throughout the week. Again, this fight's happening on Sunday. Uh, maybe we'll see something happen with the Bills. They created this cap space. We haven't had anything today on this June 1st stuff, even though these players could have been released or traded uh, with different camp ramp cap ramifications than yesterday. Blue Jays and Marlins going on right now to anyone at the game. Enjoy the rest of it. Hopefully you can get down to one. Me and Brendan, well, I'll be back tomorrow. Brendan will join me throughout the week. We'll talk draft lottery tomorrow. It happens at 7 o'clock, so we'll be on the air when the draft lottery occurs, so we'll let you know how that goes tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. It's been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.